Welcome to Peeler's Podcast, the nitty gritty and pretty side of stripping, hosted by yours truly, Corella Kraken. This first episode is going to be light, it's going to be quick, it's going to be airy, it's like a Febreze commercial, just in and out, here to cover up the shit smell. (laughs) Anyway, I am a feature entertainer from Edmonton, Alberta. I have been dancing for about eight years, and I do take my job fairly seriously, and I would say that I'm... I'm one of the better dancers. I'm I'm um, very dedicated. I work very hard. I put on big shows. I not one of the better dancers. What I should say. I'm more of what's the word? I'm one of the more dedicated dancers. Not every dancer needs to be like me. That's a hundred percent sure. I suck at selling lap dances. I'm just here to put on a great stage show, and that's what we're going to talk about a lot on this podcast. We're going to have a lot of guests from porn stars to strippers to producers to club managers and anyone that we can get any insight on because I feel like we have some fucking awesome stories. Sorry, you might hear my dog next to me. She's sitting in the chair right next to me. You can't see her on camera, but her name is Buckley. She'll be sneezing and sighing because uh, she has a very hard life. She's just um, just a dog in a tiny chair, so I feel very bad for her. Anyway, <laughs> I've had quite the uh, entertaining month It's been very up and down. It's uh, made me realize a lot of things, and I think I'm going to be think I'm going to be trying a lot harder when it comes to the social media thing and this podcast thing. And I'm really hoping I can put out an episode every single week for you guys and have as many interesting and eclectic people on here as possible. I do think my friends are fairly cool. This is Buckley, by the way. Anyway, how do I get my name? I got my name because I collect taxidermy, dead things, skulls, specimens, and stuff like that. So I thought Cruella was very fitting. And I kept the name Kraken from when I used to be a go-go dancer 15 years ago in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. My old name was Bobby Kraken. And I just kind of kept that name. I just thought it was cool if that was like hardcore. But uh, I, I don't drink Kraken and I don't have a Kraken tattoo and I'm not very much into octopuses. So it doesn't make sense, but that's my name. A lot of people just call me Kraken. <sighs> Sorry. This has got a lot on my mind. I want to get it all out right now as fast as possible. And I got to admit, I am slightly nervous. I'm three-time winner Miss Newt Alberta. I worked very hard for those titles. And I think that is an absolutely crazy competition that everyone should see because it it puts a new name to stripping. It really does. It's showcasing every single skill that these girls have in a very short time with so much passion and just like, I can't even explain. There's explosions, there's actors, there's people hanging from the fucking roof. There's giant props, 20 minute shows. Like it is insane. We'll get into so much more when it comes to stripper Olympics. It's going to be brought up so much on this podcast, I promise you. So I'm not going to get into it right now because it won't make much sense to you. But for the short of it, it is a stripping competition. Anyway, won it three times. I think I earned my place to be able to talk about what it's like to be a feature entertainer. Being a feature entertainer in Alberta is a different experience for sure. It's a lot more competitive. It's, it's harder. It's, it's tough, especially with the economy crashing. That's for sure. I find more and more we're losing more feature entertainers just to the economy. They're taking on quote unquote real careers and not sticking to stripping, but I promise you I'll be on that stage until I die. Um, So I just want to tell a little funny story about how I started dancing. I was 
a go-go dancer in Saskatchewan and this man came up to me with, he was huge, like a huge motherfucker, like six foot five, 450 pounds, huge, huge motherfucker comes up to me and he was like, you got to be making more money than just being a go-go dancer. He's like, I don't want to be that creepy or anything, but like, you should be a stripper. Like you're so good at it. You're working for a stripping agency. Like, why aren't you a stripper? And I'm like, well, it's not legal here. So that's, this is what I can do is perform in this tiny little cage. And he said, in Alberta, you'd have 20 minutes on stage. You can pick and choose your outfits. You can express yourself in so many different ways. You have no idea, no idea the performances that you could do. And I'm like, ah, sure, whatever. That guy turned into someone that I started calling my father. He mentored me through starting dancing. And before you're all like, he's a predator because he called, called you his daughter. no. It wasn't like that. He just, we really bonded. Nothing was sexual. Nothing was weird. And that we just had that relationship. And that's just how it went. There was no grooming, no nothing. Just um, a lot of love and support from him. He's seen a lot in me that people didn't. Sorry. Maybe I should say that I'm tearing up is because he passed away just uh, two and a half weeks ago. And his funeral was yesterday. Yesterday, the day before. Sorry. Just a few days ago. And I did get a chance to say this on stage to everyone, but it is nice to be able to say it with a microphone in front of me and just nothing but patience and time to word how how I want to say all of this. But anyway, (laughs) on a lighter note, sorry. I promise it's not going to be sad all the fucking time. It's just this is this is the story that's in front of my mind and the one that I want to tell because it is truly how I became who I am today. So this man brought me to the club that he um, manages and has managed for like 50, 60 years. He was working in clubs and had me try out and then I started working. Within three months, he had taught me fire and other different performances. I was starting to learn handstands. I had no idea how to do handstands. If you know me now, I can walk on my hands. Big goal of mine was to be able to do that, and now I can. He's introduced me to some of the most insane performers I've ever seen. I got to learn so much from them because it was so slow up in that club that I could take a lot of time to learn moves from them. And these are a lot of girls that are retired now, and a lot of girls that did the circus school stuff and the fire and the flips and the... And everything, I I had an amazing opportunity for the first three months of me dancing just to stay up in Grand Prairie and learn everything and anything that I wanted to do on stage, which was so fun. Then this little thing called Miss Need Alberta came around and I did that at three months and I didn't place in top three, but I was shortly after that and I got Rising Star and that was... That was insane because I was only dancing for three months. I got very good very quick because I felt very dedicated to it. Three months after that, so six months in, I did Stripper Olympics. And then a year after that, I won my first title. And I've never looked back. I absolutely love my job. I've never had an opportunity where I can make money doing handstands. And now I teach them. And I'm learning trapeze. And I learned how to juggle. And I danced for Snoop Dogg. And... I traveled to Chicago and Vegas and all these other places. I've worked with magicians. I've worked with rap artists. I've worked with um, Puddle Mud once. That was fun. 
I've had all these opportunities given to me just because of my job and I would not have any of these opportunities without my job. So the stigma that like this is the last case scenario and everyone's doing this just because they have no other job is not true. This job was made for me. I was made for it. I can't see myself doing anything else with the freedom to look how I want and dress how I want and express myself the way I want. Blows my mind that I have the freedom like this and the opportunities I do and I'm making more money than the average bear. It's calming, it's securing, it's, it just makes me feel like it was made for me. Like I'm just happy that there's something in the world that was made for me. Growing up, I really thought there would be nothing made for me. I thought that with how I wanted to look, being so tattooed and so eccentric and my gold teeth and everything, I thought that my only option was tattoo shops and I tried the whole, the whole piercing thing and I did not like it. It was not made for me. I'm too shaky of a bitch. Like it did not work. So a lot of this podcast is just going to be talking about the positives and of course the negatives of stripping and what it's like in Alberta and how different it is compared to the rest of the world because, oh my God, there's so many differences. Craziest stories I've ever heard. The things I've seen on stage and performed will blow your mind. Maybe we can even put snippets in the podcast, of course, as long as everything's everything's covered. Yeah, so after, his name was Bear. Bear was the guy I called my dad. After he had passed away, we went, we went to a celebration of life in Grand Prairie. <laughs> and I got to walk around to the first change room that I worked in. And I got to touch the holes in the wall that I created when I was learning handstands. I'm... I'm using the skill that he taught me, which is fire. Even though he taught me very old school ways of doing it, I did go on to Montreal and learn from real proper professionals, circus professionals to do fire properly and in the safest way. And I'm utilizing that to teach other girls because that's what Bear did. And Bear taught me and he taught a lot of girls to do fire. It may not have been that safe. (laughs) There is safer techniques to do it now. But I'm here to teach them. I'm here to carry on that legacy. And it means a lot to me that I get to be the one to teach people and they tell me that all the time and they're tagging me on Instagram and they're like they're just appreciative of it like I get to be the next the next person that teaches someone their next passion blows my mind that they can take something and maybe make more of a career out of it and learn these crazy cool opportunities like holding fire in your hand and in your mouth and extinguishing it with your mouth and blowing fire is something that most people think that they'll never learn and I get the opportunity to go around all of Alberta and teach multiple women this. I just did my first class a few days ago and there was six girls. That's a lot of people. Like we've lost a lot of strippers lately because of the economy. It's just been a lot more competitive. Like you definitely have to keep up your looks and performance to be able to keep your job because there's so little work. So most people just, uh, they move on. They, a lot of girls don't stay in this industry forever. That's completely and utterly fine. Right. They don't have to, like me, be a lifer. Some of us are lifers, and that's completely okay. (sighs) But yeah, that's my little sappy story about starting dancing and uh, being able to carry on the legacy of the person that I called my father. And I know everyone's going to be like, that's kind of insulting to call someone else your dad when you have a real dad. I don't talk to my real dad, and that is something I'll probably never really discuss on the podcast because it's very personal, but trust me, it had to be done. 
And I know that you're all going to do the typical like daddy problems, daddy problems. That's why you're a stripper. Totally sure. We all have daddy issues. I feel like a lot of men raising children these days were not prepared, emotionally ready, emotionally mature enough to be having kids. Everyone's used to the lifestyle where you just pop out a kid and the dad goes to work and he doesn't have to be around. So I feel like a lot of us have dad issues because of the way we're all brought up and that's okay. That's okay. I love my mom. She's great. Maybe one day she'll be on the podcast. That would be sick. She does come to Strip Olympics. She does support me and she does know what I do. <sighs> yeah. I feel like I got a lot off my chest. I don't know. I feel better. I didn't want to cry that much. I don't want to get too into it, but I did want to introduce myself. Again, I am Krilla Kraken. I really hope to hear lots from you guys and questions and I'm really looking forward to where this is going to go because I feel like I feel like people care and they want to know and they want to hear our stories. So feel free to follow and like we're on YouTube and Podbean and everywhere that we can post a podcast. We're on there and you can follow me on Instagram at Corella.Kraken K-R-E-U-L-L-A period K-R-A-K-E-N. That's my Instagram and my TikTok is Corella Kraken 666. Lots of funny stuff on there. You can watch my bird. And I'm sorry, I sound so monotone and kind of boring. And like, I'm just trying to get this over and done with. But I've just been through a lot. And I'm just really excited to film my first episode. I'm excited to have guests on here. I'm excited to gab. I'm excited to be be showing you guys the life that I live. Because I think, I think it's really beautiful and amazing. And there's lots of opportunities for, for everyone to hear what we're doing. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye.